0: Welcome to today's podcast, a really great guest. I say that about everybody. You're like, Eric, you know, some of the guests just, they're not as great as you say. They're good, but they're not as great as you say. Well, today is extremely important if you live in Toledo, okay? Today's guest, Wednesday, April 27th, 155 in Podcastville. In fact, I'm going to tell you, I don't want to tell you right now to download the app. Make a note because you're listening, you're Actually, you've closed out of wherever you listen to the podcast. So, immediately, right now, download the Engage Toledo app. This is kind of a follow-up or a sequel to our discussion with Chief Armstrong a couple of weeks ago. Because we talked about how they get far more calls for anything else besides fires. Toledo Fire and Rescue. But a lot of those calls, as I mentioned, I don't know what the non-emergency number for TPD is. There's another line... You can call or an app, Engage Toledo, that you're going to learn a lot about in a couple of minutes with my new friend, Jenny, from Engage Toledo. As somebody who I think knows more than the average Toledo and about what's going on here and the services, I had plenty of questions. I thought Engage Toledo... Was the people who cleaned up... uh, They were the neat neat uniforms downtown... The ambassadors cleaning stuff up downtown... Eh, that's not that... It's customer service for Toledo... And you're going to kick yourself and go... Why why have I been doing this... Calling them... I needed to call Engage Toledo... First up... We are about to have another test of... NIMBYism... And classism... What? NIMBYism means not in my backyard... Where people are all about change and progress... Until it comes to their backyard. The recent example was at the Southland Shopping Center about 300, eh, 500 yards. I don't know. A couple of football fields behind my back. Where those people in South Toledo do not want uh, any kind of affordable housing and mixed use in the Southland Shopping Center. Which doesn't have much shopping going on right now. The Trailside lofts are coming to the trail and ford. I know the intersection. I'm not down there a ton. I think there's a baseball park that's right there. And it's uh, south of the Conant intersection. So we're going to see if Mommy gets a little bent and uh, dives into some nimbyism and some classism. Because everybody gets a little... Wild when they hear affordable housing. You think the poorest of poor people who are going to be shooting off firecrackers and dropping 40s? Stop. You'd be surprised. You probably, or someone that is complaining about it, as I've told you, is probably a candidate to take advantage of affordable housing. Next up, um, I have a uh, I have an email relationship with judge Lindsay Navarre she's been on the podcast before she uh, is uh, we have an ongoing dialogue whenever I see a story um, about something that connects mental health and and directly uh, to, to criminality or crime like the mother who stabbed her children and then we still don't know how, how she took her life how she was dead in that cell um, Lindsay not judge Navarre and I her honor uh, and I have a, a back and forth Um Lucas County was named an innovator of mental health for data collection on inmates. Scott Silak and the Mental Health Board are a part of this. Uh, more than 25% of inmates at Lucas County Jail suffer from a serious mental illness, according to the commissioners. Up to 68% have received some type of services, whether related to mental health or substance abuse. So it's very likely someone who is incarcerated, like who becomes incarcerated, has a mental health issue. And uh, in in jails, I'm guessing those mental health issues are not addressed. And in many cases, they're amplified. But we are doing a very little but big part here doing that. And um, Judge Navar is a part of that. Um, less, Well, not less serious, but Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. So I knew that I, when I was laughing at the Amber Heard memes about how awful her lawyers were, um, in this case, I, I something something felt bad. Like I didn't I didn't feel great. My soul was aching, and now I know why. So uh, Johnny Depp had substance abuse issues. He's been very candid about that. Uh, with the substance abuse issues, uh, likely some type of mental health issue. Again, nobody asks to be an addict. Uh, Amber Heard, a doctor, uh, testified yesterday that she has borderline personality or showed signs. And I don't know this doctor. I don't know if this person is is the expert of all experts. Um, and I'm I'm not questioning him, but he knows more than I do. He has actually spent I think 12 hours with her, so she has uh, signs of borderline personality disorder, which is a person who, um, like me, uh, bipolar, where there are, are large periods of of. of funks or, or hypomania borderline vacillates uh, much more quickly and some people who you might call moody or mercurial might be um, might be a person with borderline personality disorder they have a very hard time managing and functioning in relationships or long relationships especially also, Uh, He said she has signs of uh, histrionic personality disorder. Histrionic means you are grandiose and over the top. Histrionic personality disorder means they see themselves as like royalty or a queen or a princess or maybe uh, they they are... I might get this a little wrong. I apologize. They might see themselves as more of a victim um, when they are not necessarily that. And I don't think he connected that to what she is accusing him of, but clearly mental health issues. And now these people have evoked deep pathos in me. Sadness and pity. Five years ago, I think it was then, when we talked about this on the Morning Rush, I was like, these are two toxic people who should not be anywhere near each other. Um, That volcano was rumbling then. It Exploded and spewed spewed lava all over their lives since then. Um, And it's unfortunate that we are taking sides. Um, It's unfortunate that we're trying to find who victimized who worse. They they both seem equally brutalized and scarred. And we'll never know everything because we weren't in those rooms. Sure, there's testimony and recordings and text messages but we will never know everything. That's what law and order often highlights to us. They, they leave the shadows of doubt and have us going back and forth between believing him or her or her or him. Um, it can be a challenge. Um, so I, I hope they have your pity and, and empathy. And I hope more than anything you realize, they're not an isolated couple. There are lots of couples like this. Last thing, uh, before we bring in Engaged Toledo and my new friend Jenny, so she can explain everything in fine detail about what they do, how they can help you as a Toledo resident um, or a, a, a somebody who works in Toledo. So have I said on the podcast, I'm ready for uh, Lady Marmalade 2K22? I've said this for four years. Back then it was Ariana Grande and Halsey and Cardi B. The orig- Well, the pop version from Moulin Rouge, Baz Luhrmann, is 20-some years old. Maya, Christina Aguilera, Pink, and Lil' Kim. Missy Elliott, too, right? Yeah, it was fun. So we have enough talented women now to make, like, two versions. Lizzo, Megan, Doja, Sweetie, um, Lotto. We can we, we do two versions. So I'm not going to get that, apparently. But Baz Luhrmann is doing a modern Elvis biopic. Biopic coming out in June. And he says it's not really a biopic. It is more a story of the 50s and 60s. Uh, a former Disney star is Elvis. And as with Baz Luhrmann, he did Great Gatsby, right? And that's why Jay-Z was in it. Um, he has, do you know the Elvis song? Ain't nothing but a hound, dog. I I think you do. Um, not getting Lady Marmalade, but this from Doja Cat's coming. You ain't nothing but a hound. So good, right? Uh, everything Doja does. Except for like the second single after Say So. That was a little mediocre. That wasn't a massive hit. Everything else, huge. She has truly filled the the place, the void, uh, of us not having Rihanna around. As Rihanna goes about other interests in her life, including starting a family. Um, I need to start you on getting more familiar with Engaged Toledo. And we're going to do that right now how do i pronounce your last name jennifer
1: so jake
0: way jake can you spell that
1: it's j-a-q-u-a
0: okay when i kept trying to dig you up in my email so we could make this happen i was like j-a-c i'm like where is jen
1: well it's it's french okay and so my sister who lives in california she will pronounce it the french way jacquois but I prefer
0: Jay Quay. Jay Quay. Yes. Um, Do I call you Jan or Jennifer? Jenny. All right. Well, I'm glad that we could finally connect here. Um, I'm just going to start with a very bold, upfront question because I'm sure some people have thought this before, and I need it as someone who lived downtown for the majority of my time here, um, and I'm loosely familiar with it. But what the heck is engaged Toledo?
1: That's a great question, and I appreciate that very much. So Engage Toledo is an initiative that was branded and launched in 2015 by former Mayor Uh, Paula Hicks Hudson. And the reason that it was launched and and why it was created was back in June 26, 27, 2015, two days of torrential rainfall in the city. A lot of major flooding, a lot of water in the basements, a lot of structural damage to homes in the Bennett Crawford area. And people did as the city of Toledo asked them to do. They called City Hall. So formally call City Hall, a 24-hour call center for the city, was quickly branded to engage Toledo under Paula Hicks Hudson because that next day after people couldn't reach the city of Toledo because our phone lines were busy we lost faith residents lost faith in the city and at that moment in time we needed transformational change and so Mayor Hicks Hudson said I want to engage Toledo and so that's how the initiative was was really born and so it's the same phone number Four one nine nine three six twenty twenty. 2020 Same 24 hours, seven days a week, 365 days of service with a new name and a new initiative and really the support at the top down and the bottom up to really do that. Engage Toledoans at all levels. So Engage Toledo Call Center which is what I oversee, is one branch of the initiative of Engage Toledo for the city.
0: Oh, one branch? Yes. Um, Okay, well then I'll stick with the calls first. What are the types of calls people should be reaching out to the number uh, in regards to or with problems and potential, hopefully, solutions?
1: Yes, uh, so you name it and you can call Engage Toledo for it. There's a
0: squirrel in my house.
1: So we will help you. We will Google how to get rid of that squirrel (laughs) to help you because residents don't necessarily know why to call, or who to call in the city. They'll to
0: the, call TFD Fire and Rescue. Yes,
1: yes. And so we are that one-stop shop, if you will. We are a general information, non-emergency, so that's the key, general information, non-emergency, 24-hour customer service call center for the city of Toledo. We get so many calls for things that have absolutely nothing to do with city of Toledo services, and we're never going to turn that call away. We're going to do our best to be that information line for you. So our customer service representatives are trained. We will research, we'll do a quick Google search, we'll look up a phone number, people call us, they wanna know about where to park when they come downtown, they wanna know about Jeep Fest when Jeep Fest arrives, Um, a dead animal in the street, a dead animal in the backyard, Uh, feral cats, you name it, they call us for it. But the most reasons that people call for city services, our number one request for city service that we get is for structure concern. And that is now branching off to blight concern and structure concern. And that's your tall grass, that's your blighted property, that's your nuisance property, your neighbor that has dilapidated roof, um, gutters falling off, that type of thing.
0: I see that kind of story once a month in, in our local news spots. Um, a neighbor reaching out to, to Tony Geff, there's a 13, or, or to the Blade saying, the city hasn't done anything, blah, 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 so I'm coming to the news. Walk me through that situation a little bit, or why has not, why hasn't the situation, uh, why hasn't the situation been handled? Even though I'm sure you probably know about it, and this is where the question probably lies for most people. They just want to know what the why is, and have good customer service sent their way.
1: Right, and so believe it or not, a lot of times people assume the city knows about that property because they've been staring at it so long, but in reality, sometimes the city does not. You mentioned Tony Geftas. We had a call with Willie Daniels from Channel 13 about a nuisance property, and when we look in our CityWorks tracking system, nobody's called us. We. THAT WE AS THE CITY DO do NOT KNOW ABOUT THIS BLIGHTED PROPERTY THAT THE NEIGHBOR WAS SO FRUSTRATED AND WENT TO CHANNEL 13 ABOUT. SO THAT'S MY NUMBER ONE RECOMMENDATION. NEVER ASSUME THE CITY IS AWARE OF THAT pothole. NEVER ASSUME THE CITY KNOWS ABOUT THAT BLIGHTED PROPERTY. REACH OUT AND CALL US. AND THE VERY FIRST THING THAT OUR AGENTS THAT ARE TRAINED TO DO, THEY WILL DO A RESEARCH IN CITY WORKS. THEY WILL LET THE CALLER KNOW, YES, THANK YOU, THE CITY DOES KNOW ABOUT THIS PROPERTY AND HERE'S THE STATUS UPDATE. Um, AND IF WE DON'T KNOW ABOUT IT, we're going to ask an average of three to five questions, no matter what the call for service is, get some caller information, ask for as much detailed information about the issue or the request for service that they're calling about. And that is so important because we're the intake in the call center. We are gathering the information, if you will. We're going to provide the caller with a five different five-digit reference number it's called a service request id number and that's for tracking follow-up purposes and that way if the caller ever wants to know what's the update they can call back here's my service request id number and the agent can readily quickly pull that up now you asked the question about why does it take so long yeah and so getting back to that every type of issue is going to take a different timeline or a um a life cycle if you will. So for a blighted property, that's a little bit more challenging because again, that is the property owner's responsibility. Mm -hmm. Code compliance, formerly known as code enforcement, um, will go out, they will investigate the request for service, they will make that determination because they're the subject experts. So those inspectors will determine what's gonna happen next. And You know, there's a notice of liability, there's a 72-hour notice, a 30-day notice, and potentially even that issue could land in housing court. And so if it goes to the extent of getting in housing court, that takes on another life cycle, if you will, because now it's under Judge Howe's discretion of what happens next. So I get it. It's frustrating. (laughs) You look at that blighted property every day and you want to know why is the city not doing anything about it. In reality there could be a lot happening behind the scenes but not necessarily in front of the scenes well thanks
0: for coming on and explaining that and and to roll backwards a little bit um, I had our our new chief on a couple months back and one of the things that I wanted to talk to her about was the evolving nature of what we think um, fire department just running and putting out fires and saving babies and getting kittens out of trees and it shifted so much more into the rescue part obviously with like a, a lot of overdose things but more stuff that seemingly they could call, people could call you about. And I forget some of the examples that she offered. And I thought this is where Engage Toledo would come in. Um I am unaware. We talk about like everything is marketing and communication, which again, is why I thank you for coming in and doing this. I don't even know the non-emergency number for TPD. Um But I, that's again why I wanted to have you on to explain how Engage Toledo can be a clearinghouse for like almost any city problem outside of a crime or a fire.
1: Correct, correct. And that, and that is really what we're trying to continually educate our residents about. And not even necessarily residents. Anybody that's works, lives, plays in the city of Toledo, if you drive over a pothole to know there is just one number you need to call, you don't need to know the number to the Transportation Traffic Department, the Roads Department, just call 936-2020. You can also reach us by downloading the Engaged Toledo mobile app Great. on your smart device. So it's a branded mobile app. Go to your... Um, Apple Store or your Google, wherever you download your apps, look for Engage Toledo. And on that app, it's very informational. There's a lot of buttons that you will have an option. You can sign up for the mayor's newsletters. You can sign up to receive text alerts. You can request your city service right through your smart device. You can even watch a city council meeting on your smartphone. Uh, You do not have to come down to council chambers to watch it. It's all recorded. It's all streamed. And you can do that right from the Engaged Little mobile app. So-
0: not exactly Netflix viewing, watching those things, though.
1: No, <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. But my, my point being is that as we continue to educate and empower and engage with our residents, we want to make sure that everybody knows Engaged Toledo is here for you. We can you know reach you by phone 24-7, or you can email us at Toledo at toledo.oh.gov. Or you can go to your mobile app and you can also go to our city website to the Engage Solito page and there's a customer portal there. So there's many options I mean, it's really the user's preference. Uh, there's always somebody available no matter if it's 2 in the morning and you just don't know You know why is this traffic light flashing it shouldn't be flashing. Please call us report it, let it know. If there's a tree down blocking a road in the middle of the night if there's a street flooded you have somebody available to reach at the city in Engage Solito 24-7, and they will be very appreciative that you are taking the time to help our city.
0: Yeah. Um, We have to participate. Um, And and I know I I made light of how boring the city council meetings can be for most people, but if there is an issue of concern, please go go watch it. Um, But you have to participate. You, You can't let... There's a, there's a movie I saw, and there was a there was a vehicle that was stuck on the side of the road, and this 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 duo, the the protagonists were were racing to get somewhere, and they said, "We'll let them alone. Somebody else will will take care of them. We're somebody else." So if you see a problem, address it. And to your point of if you think someone else has called or you've assumed the city knows about it, there's a lot going on in the city. It's a big place. A lot of residents. Just make the call. And it sounds like you're going to get a decent person in the call center. And also. Um, Probably somebody that lives here, because I know I've been irritated lately by, we're, we're seemingly back to outsourcing, but it seems like we'll get a neighbor.
1: No, absolutely you will. And we have 11 customer service trained professionals that are very engaging, very friendly, um, and, and we're very proud of the work that we're doing. And we're very much committed to the customer service and the delivery of that service. It's so important to know that that is the first step. When you reach... Engage Schlitto, when you request a city service. That is step one in the life cycle, right? So as soon as you call Engage Schlitto, tell whatever the nature of the concern is. Maybe it's raining and you're getting water in your basement. Maybe it's a street flooded. If it's a city service request, we're going to ask an average of three to five questions on that call. We're going to ask the caller's contact information because maybe when that subject expert from the field operation gets out there while they're investigating it, they need more information. And so they need to know who to reach and how to reach you. So we're going to ask for your phone. We're going to ask for your email if you'd prefer contact that way, your first and last name. Depending on the reason, three to five questions will provide you with what to expect next. Every service reason has a different service level time period. Some will be resolved within two days. Some might take longer, 14 to 23 days, depending on the nature of the issue. Uh And the resident is more than welcome to call back and ask for an update at any time. I keep referencing the service ID number. You don't have to have that when you call. You may be in your car. It may not be handy. It may not be with you. We will always be able to pull that back up by the address of the location, for whatever it is that you're recording.
0: I, I mean, I'm curious about flooding in the home. That seems like a private owner issue. Like I'd call my my home insurance or something. How how might the city, would the city, if I call Engage Toledo, might they just Google an answer for me? How does that work?
1: No, absolutely. Uh, Our sewer department, they're very responsive. Even if it's after hours, they have a duty foreman that's on call as a first responder. So you call into Engage Toledo that I have water backing up in my basement. It's coming through your drain. It may be a homeowner responsibility. It may be a city responsibility. There may be a plugged storm drain or um, you know the sewers can tell you what the issue is when sure. they get out there but that is why we're here to provide a public service so we would never assume that it's a private responsibility because we're in the call center we're not the subject experts we're going to take in the request for service it'll get routed to the sewers department. A subject expert from sewers will go out. They will investigate. They're not gonna go in the home, they're gonna investigate the sewer mains by the address of the location where the re- issue was reported. They will leave a door hanger or a call, depending on the time of day, and they will let the homeowner know, you know it's private responsibility and then at that point, they will encourage them to call a plumber.
0: There's currently uh, an Engage Toledo Ambassador Academy going on. Is that right?
1: Correct. In 2015, remember, I said we'd launched Engage Toledo initiative, and that was the call center, Engage Toledo, instead of Call City Hall. We very quickly were on a mission to improve our level of service, and and I oversaw that call center at the time. I still do. And uh, so much so that our purpose was very much driven to customer service and in enhancing our customer service and again getting faith from our residents so we decided to form a resident academy you hear of police academies I did my research and best practices a lot of municipalities have resident academies and and what we modeled this after was we want our residents to be engaged, to be empowered, to be informed, and to be educated about the city services. And how better to do that than have a resident academy? So we started that in 2017, and we didn't really know what to expect when it started. We advertised it. We had 25 seats representing all six council districts. and we were so blown away with the response. Over 85 people were interested in this. And so we started in 2017. Flash forward to 2022, we're in the middle of our fifth class. So this is our fifth annual Ambassador Academy. And with graduation that's coming up on May 12, we will have graduated 100 ambassadors. And so what does that mean when you say that? What it means is 100 City of Toledo residents took time 12 weeks out of their life to learn about city operations. And because they decided they didn't want to sit on the sideline. They wanted to get involved. They wanted to see behind the scenes what happens at the city of Toledo. And it's really a blessing because the support and the interest is there and it's only rising. So we're doing another academy. Now we're up to two academies a year. So we're in the middle of our winter academy. We're going to do another academy this fall. It'll start in September and it'll go right through November. It ends right before Thanksgiving. And if anybody is listening to this and they're interested, please go to the city website, sign up for the mayor's newsletters, and there will be a press conference, a press release. There will be announcement in the mayor's newsletters, and you can keep checking the Engage Little page on the city website for more details. But there's going to be another 25 class in the fall. And then even more so, the ambassadors themselves, and this is the beautiful thing because this came feedback directly from the people going through it, said we want something for our younger generation. So Ambassador Academy, the requirement is you have to be 18 years of age or older and a city of Toledo resident. But we wanted to tap into the 16 to 18 year old range. And so we are planning to launch a Engage Toledo Junior Ambassador Academy this June. And we're doing that. It's a pilot with our high school internship program with the city of Toledo. So we have about 38 junior ambassador academies um, that are going to be going through a similar process, but we're going to craft it more toward their age range and their interests as well.
0: More like uh, city activities, the city parks, playgrounds, yeah. basketball courts, things like that?
1: Correct. And these might be people that want to know how to get a job with the city of Toledo or you know, learn more about what they do in sewers. Maybe he has an interest in being a sewer foreman or, or running the sewer department someday. And so he will spend some time, that ambassador, learning about what they do at sewers and so it's an inside look at a very high level of each city department. Um, and again, I can't say enough. The feedback, I'm always pleasantly surprised. Uh, we have people that have just moved to Toledo. We have people that are block watch leaders, neighborhood leaders. We have grandparents that um, you know, want to spend some more time learning how they can help. Uh, it's just a, a wide variety of um, people that one common goal passion and love for the city of Toledo.
0: Yeah. And helping us achieve the mayor and so many others visions for the area. And we're certain, certainly in an era right now of idea creation and and execution. And we're seeing that downtown, you know, I'll, I'll ask you this, uh, To dovetail off of that, some people have said, as downtown has built out, maybe this is outside of your scope, but I'll ask anyway, and you're engaged Toledo. You can point me or someone with this question in the right direction. I live in the old South End. I live in another neighborhood, and I'm not talking about some of the neighborhoods that might be deemed uh, with crime and whatnot, but just some neighborhoods that have maybe been left behind or on the outskirts of downtown. How come we're not seeing any of that growth or development? Or who can answer that question for me?
1: so i would refer to our economic development director brandon selhorst and, and 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 economic development has repeatedly been one of the favorite weeks in the ambassador academy what people love and their their takeaway um is because they learn about things like that uh, you just said but if somebody were to call or reach out to engage about a development question we would connect them with the subject experts in economic development sandy spang and brandon sellhorse
0: i met brandon he owes me an email from like six months ago i would tell him but i, I <laughs> love i do love sandy i do love sandy yeah, um going backwards uh, a little bit um after I graduate the ambassador Academy what other than knowledge uh, what is my role what do I do do I just am I just kind of an evangelist and and spread further education and knowledge for people who you can't reach out to or take the academy what, what do I do when I graduate
1: well thanks that's a great question um, so we our goal the intended outcome when you graduate from the Academy is to have a sense of civic engagement and and certainly that Be educated, be empowered, be engaged. That's our catchphrase for the academy. So we want you to be able to be knowledgeable enough that in your circle, if you hear of somebody that says, you know, I've been calling on this property and I'm not seeing any action or why haven't they fixed this pothole? Have you reported it to engage LIDO? You know, be that sense of information referral. But if you have a desire and you feel compelled in the call to serve, the education that you learn in the academy positions you very nicely to be connected to a board or a commission uh, through the city of Toledo. We have many boards and commissions that have vacancies. And believe it or not, sometimes we struggle with getting people to volunteer to serve on those boards and commissions and so whether it's a parks board whether it's the human relations commission which many of the ambassadors segue into the human relations commission and sit on a subcommittee of that uh, the citizens police review board if you will so we connect you and that's one area that people go to other people use it on their resume and other people use it to a pipeline for employment Uh, some just use it to educate their neighbors Mm -hmm. um, and at the schools where their children go so any one of all of the above
0: good 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 to know uh is there you're very good at this i think you lied you've never done this type of thing before you're very good um are there any questions as we get close to wrapping up here that that i have not asked you that you'd like to, to shed some light on
1: i just if anything that i could shed light on about is you know what we do in the call center because a lot of people when you you know, get frustrated with the city of Toledo and you call back to engage Toledo, and, and a resident might be frustrated. Mm. Please remember, and what I always try to tell my team don't take it personal, don't make it personal. You know, a resident is frustrated at the situation, they're not frustrated at you. But I'm um, just kindly remember that these men and women that serve in Engage Little Call Center, just like all of the city of Toledo public servants, they are dedicated, passionate. We love what we do. It gets challenging sometimes, um, you know, when somebody calls you and they scream at you. And and so that's you take that comes with a job. Mm -hmm. And we are here to provide a service and we're absolutely steadfast on our mission to provide that service and, and really just be patient, be kind, and just remember—you never know what somebody else is going through.
0: Absolutely. Um, let me ask you this: since uh, it's become a—it's—it's it's been a, a rightful hot topic for the last couple of years, and I'm big on on, on finding unconventional people, uh, or or I want to connect people with jobs. Um, lately, a passion point of mine has been um, former inmates, felons. Uh, let's get them back into the workforce. Let's get them a free pass and TARDIS so they can get a job. People that might be have left behind in a, in a previous, maybe pre-COVID society um, and knowing everything that we could possibly get out of a job is important for, you mentioned the sewer job and some people were like, why would I want to oversee the sewers? Well, let me tell you this. Maybe there's something about there. There's chemistry, there's science or it's just a nice government salary and really good health benefits, which are very important now. So if it's not for you, it might be for somebody else. What Maybe there's somebody listening and go, I handle people really well. I would never want to hear Eric on the other end of a customer service phone, but I am very thoughtful. What can I make doing that kind of job? What are the hours like? So,
1: in engage later? Yeah,
0: no, like the, the, the call center.
1: Oh, the call center. So, we're shift workers. We're a shift environment. Um, and so, there's three shifts, 7 a.m. to 3 p.m., 3 p.m. to 11 p.m., and 11 p.m. to 7 a.m. And so, coming into the call center, we really, one of the requirements is customer service. And so, the position is called Customer Service Contact Center Representative.
0: That needs an acronym.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and if you go to the city website on the employment page and you just check a box, it's called a job interest form. And whenever there's a vacancy for this position or any other position in the city, And really, that's the message. If you are interested in a position with the city, everything is out there on our city website. It's so transparent. And if you don't know how to do it, call Engage Toledo and we'll help you and we'll walk you through it. But you check... A box for all the positions that you're interested in learning more about. And you give your contact information, your email address. And when those jobs become available for posting, you'll get an email. You'll get notified that those jobs are open. And if you desire to apply, then that's, you're already got one step in.
0: Yeah. Be a part of what we have mm-hmm. going on here. Um, thanks so much for the time. Now comes the really hard questions that we often wrap up with. Um, I think it's kind of becoming like cliche, but still it can be a little controversial. Do you have, well, no, tell me your favorite metric park
1: oh wildwood hands down
0: how come red trail okay. yes, yes. Is, just be-
1: memories um, how come memories my mom my mom used to take us there and I continue to go there um, a lot and I just it's in my heart for memories.
0: Yes. Okay, you can pick which of these two challenging questions you'd like to answer. What is your favorite restaurant or your favorite pizza place?
1: Can I do both?
0: You can do both.
1: So, my favorite restaurant is QQ Kitchen.
0: Okay. Well, uh, the one on Seacor? The one on Seacor. Okay. Yes, yes. Great, great tell choice. Tell Josh and
1: Emily I said hi. Great choice. <laughs> yes. And my favorite pizza is Gino's Pizza.
0: Okay. Pepperoni. All right, mm-hmm. good choices, good choices. How I, about
1: yours? Do you ever answer those questions?
0: All the time. All, all the time. Uh, my pizza places are, I have a holy trinity of East Coast places that I like because I'm from the East Coast. So Sovereign Brother, Mama Mary's, and Big Slice Restaurant. I don't have one per se, but um, having. I used to live in St. Clair Village and having watched it grow and it's going to grow a little bit more, I say, and I don't even like sushi, but I would say like pound for pound, bite for bite, Kango is the best restaurant in the area. Oh, nice. Okay, I've never been there, so. Great spot, great spot. Thanks for the time. Uh, thanks for the time. Jenny, J. Qua, did I? Say it right. Yes. Awesome. Yes. You did great. Thank you.